You're listening to There She Grows, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow the life and business of your dreams with me, your host, Jessica Bledsoe. If you're ready to expand your mindset, scale your business, and finally create a life you love, you're in the right place. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of There She Grows. I am so excited to finally be recording this podcast. It has been something that's been on my mind and in my heart for a really long time now, and there just never felt like the right moment to get it started. And then this year, I realized, you know what? There's never going to be a perfect moment to do anything, so let's go ahead and kick this off and get this podcast out into the world. And here I am recording the first episode. I'm so excited about it, and thank you so much for listening and supporting me. I'm really happy to have you here. And I wanted to start this first episode by talking to you about something that happened to me because I think a lot of you can relate, especially right now in the world we are living in. If you are listening to this podcast sometime in the future and we have come through the coronavirus pandemic on the other side, know that I am recording this right in the midst of it. And there's a lot of uncertainty going on around all of us and our businesses, especially right now. So I thought this would be the perfect first episode because I experienced something similar to this in my own business, not on a global level, but just on a, you know, on a business level for myself. But it was a really big, scary thing that happened to my business and I had to pivot pretty quickly. So I thought the first episode, I would kick it off by talking to you about what to do when something really big and scary happens in your business. So before I jump into it, I want to give you just a little bit of background story about me, just in case you've not heard a story or you're not familiar with who I am. So first and foremost, my name is Jessica Bledsoe, and I am the co-founder and CEO of two different technology companies. My first business, my baby, is RCN Technologies. We are a service provider helping small businesses migrate to Google Cloud and helping them automate their business systems. And we just also launched a startup called Paver. Paver is an app that integrates with your Google Calendar, and simply put, it makes your Google Calendar better. So I say we because my husband and I own both of these businesses together. He is my co-partner and my husband, and so obviously that presents its own set of dynamic challenges, but we are really in this together, and so when I say we, I'm talking about he and I, and his name is Adam, for those of you who don't know. So in 2013, we started RCN and we were really just a general service technical company. We did, you know, break fix type things. If your computer was broken, we'd fix it. If you had an office that needed a network, we'd come install it, things of that nature. And so we started that business just based on the question, what's the worst that could happen? And we decided that the worst that could happen is that we would just have to go get real jobs. And we knew that we were fully capable of doing that if we had to. I was in college when we started the business. Adam was working for another IT company, and we were really fortunate in that we did not have a mortgage. We don't have any children, and so we were able to really just kind of dive in. So in 2013, that's exactly what we did. We started our business, and everything actually went really well for the first several years. We had a pretty large client that was sending us a lot of business from themselves. They were a pretty large 
small business, if that makes sense. And they were great referral partners for us outside of utilizing our services for themselves as well. So from 2013 to 2016, we were really just growing our business, getting our name out there. We hired several employees. We had an office. We were, you know, doing, checking off all those big milestone boxes on the path to having a successful business. Then in mid-2016, that large client who at the time was over 50% or maybe just close to 50% of our business who we were generating over $100,000 a year in revenue from that business alone, they decided that it would be more cost effective for them to hire someone in-house to manage all of their IT needs and that they would no longer need our services. Unfortunately, well, that in itself was quite unfortunate, obviously, but even more unfortunately is they really didn't give us much of a notice that this was going to happen. I think we had, we had about two, maybe three weeks to kind of transition everything over to their IT person, their new in-house IT person. And then the panic set in because what were we going to do? We had a business that we thought was was running okay and now we we didn't anymore we did not have that income to rely on we could not pay our employees we could not pay ourselves we really had to we had to completely pivot our business and so that's what we did we to make a long story short we pivoted the business we rebranded to RCN Technologies we had been River City Networks before so we rebranded the company we decided to focus on our Google Cloud partnership and we really took inventory of the business and there were there were actually a lot of things that we didn't love about the business we didn't love that we always had to be on call because with you know technology it can always break essentially most of the time it's user error but you have to be available to talk to someone no matter what time of day or night it is to get them back online we didn't like that we were always just trading our time for money and that we couldn't really set our rates high enough to justify the amount of time that we were having to spend so there were a lot of things there were when we actually took inventory of it there were a lot of things that we weren't happy with and so during this time of pivoting we really defined what we wanted the business to look like and how we wanted to proceed. And so that's, that's kind of what we did. It took, it took a while. It took about a year, year and a half for us to, to restabilize. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That year was, it was really hard. It was to date probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through because there were other things that were happening, you know, in our personal lives behind the scene as well. So it just also compounded on the fact that now our business that was thriving just a short time ago, we were having to completely rebuild. And we had to really look at how we were running the business and understand that we had also made some mistakes along the way. And so this was our moment to kind of course correct because there was a point when it really looked like this was the worst that could happen and we were going to have to go get those real jobs that we had talked about in the beginning. But we decided that we weren't completely out. You know, fortunately, we did have other clients that were still supporting us and that we were supporting. We did really good work. We were really confident in the work that we were doing and we were really confident in the wave of this cloud technology that was happening at the time. So we felt really confident in the Google partnership status that we had and that we would be able to leverage that to rebuild our business on. So we came out on the other side of it and there's a whole lot more to the story, which I'm sure I'll share at some point in the future. But I just wanted to say all that to say that, you know what, I've been through something big and scary and it was actually the best thing that happened to me 
because through the process of rebuilding that business, I kind of rebuilt myself a little bit as well. I recognized that there were a lot of things that I was doing that I was doing simply because that's kind of what society was telling me that I needed to do, but wasn't doing it from a a heart-centered place. I learned how to focus on my mindset and my mindset growth in a way that allowed me to grow as a person, which then allowed my business to grow as well. And so those are really all the things that this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about growing your mindset, your life, and your business, because it's not just about focusing on mindset and then not taking any action. I want to be able to give you some of those actionable pieces as well. But for today, what I want to talk about is what to do when something big and scary happens to your business, because I think a lot of us are experiencing that big and scary thing right now where everything is kind of shut down. We are small business owners and we don't know what the future of our business look like. So while we have this time where uh, we essentially have to be indoors if you're not an essential person, I think this is a good place for us to revisit what our business is, what it does, who we are, and what we want to do, not just what we're currently doing. So I've got six tips that I'm gonna share with you And I hope that you will find them helpful in some way. It got me through the worst of times, and I'm certainly going to be leaning on some of these tactics myself as we, again, start to look at reshaping our business to fit into this new way of working, even if it's just for the next couple of weeks. So step one, to go ahead and panic. Feel all those feelings. Whatever it is you need to do, it's okay to panic. Something big and scary did just happen to you, and the natural response is to start to panic a little. So go ahead and panic, feel whatever feelings that you need to feel, but don't give them too much energy. Just know that it's really easy to start a panic spiral and that's what we want to avoid. So we don't want to start looking at what's going wrong right now and then start thinking about all the things that could go wrong, all the things that have gone wrong in the past. And now we are in this kind of doom spiral of nothing is okay and nothing is ever going to be okay. So feel what you need to feel. But then understand there comes a point where we've got to stop panicking and we have to start looking for a solution. So once you're done panicking, it's time to take inventory of your business as it is. So this is step number two, take inventory. I want you to look at your runway that you have left. So if we are assuming that we are not collecting any money or just a fraction of the money that we were before, how far can we make it? This may be a week. I mean, when it happened to me, I had about 30 days at that point. So I understand that I'm not looking for a year's worth of runway here, but we have to know where we're at so that we can know how to get to where we're going. So take inventory of not just how much money you have and how much longer you're going to make it, but we also need to start looking at what you can eliminate. So for me, I had to come to the realization that I was not going to be able to make payroll for very much longer. I was not going to be able to afford to stay in the office that I was in and paying for the utilities and all the expenses that went along with that. But then on the personal side of things, you know, I could get rid of my Birchbox subscription or my Netflix account or whatever it may have been. So just go ahead and you don't have to get rid of anything right away, but go ahead and start making a list of the things that you know, you either know you're going to have to get rid of or you know you could potentially get rid of if you absolutely had to. Then I want you to take a look at the clients or the other avenues that are still bringing revenue into your business. So you may be a product-based business owner. You may have other products that you're selling. If you're a service-based business, you probably have clients that are still paying you and who are still supporting you. So who are they? What are those avenues? 
And how can you really support them during this time? Because you don't want to just leave everyone else hanging simply because your business has started to spiral a little bit. So once we've taken inventory of those three things, and then I want you in step three to take inventory of yourself and your business as it is. And what are the things that you would change if you could change something about your business? So if you are working too many hours, write that down. If you are spending too much time on certain areas that you don't enjoy, write that down. Just take a good look at the things that you're doing in your business, the things that don't bring you joy. And think about if you could start your business from the beginning, what's something that you would do differently or something you would change. And this can be about the services that you're offering. This could even just be about the way that you communicate. Maybe you don't want to be available 24-7. Now's your chance to really redefine what your business is going to look like after you come out on the other side of this. Then step four, we're going to make a plan. So you know that you have to have a plan when you have a goal and your new goal is possibly just for your business to survive. So what does that plan look like? That could be a marketing strategy. That could be just reaching out to the clients that you're working with and asking them for referrals, being just really honest with them about where you're at in your business. So just to give you an example, for me, what this looked like, my plan was that we were going to leverage this Google Cloud partnership that we have. So if you remember when, you know, up until this point, we had been just a general IT services, break, fix, networks. We were really involved with the technology and the hardware that a business was using. We decided that we did not want to be as involved on the hardware side of things, that we did not want to be taking computers apart and replacing their screens anymore. We also decided that we were no longer going to provide on-premise server setups, we were only going to migrate people to the cloud. And so once we really, that was the biggest shift, was that we were going to be focusing primarily on migrating people to the cloud, where previously that had not been an emphasis in our business. So knowing that, I was able to kind of work backwards, look at the clients that I still had left, and if they were currently using a server then I wanted to look at what the end of life was for that server. I certainly didn't want to sell them something that they didn't need immediately, but I knew that that server would eventually fail. And then starting to look also at businesses that were similar to them, and I did a lot of networking, a lot of just reaching out to people, making sure they knew who I was, that I was a Google partner. We were the only Google partner in our region, really. And so if someone was looking for Google specifically, I wanted them to know that I was the person that they needed to come to. So whatever that looks like for you, you need to really make a plan. Know that this plan is probably going to shift and evolve, but you need to write something down so that you have something that you can look at and start to tangibly cross things off of that list to know that your plan is moving forward. Once you have your plan in place, step five is for you to find your tribe. If you don't already have a community of other people who are going through, either they're going through something similar, they're at similar stages in their business, you just have things in common and you like them, you need to find people that you can lean on during this time. And honestly, step one probably should have been find your tribe because these people are so important to your continued growth and success. They're going to be people that you can lean on when you're having a bad day. They're going to be people that could potentially refer you, other clients, but they're really just going to be those people that you need when you need somebody to keep pushing you forward so that you can continue to keep going. So if you don't already have a community of those people around you, I really encourage you to find those people. They are out there 
And I am so fortunate to have such a wonderful community of women that fully support me in my business and can be there to be that kind of voice of reason when I'm like, man, what am I, you know, what are we doing here? They are always willing to step in and, and kind of cheer me on. So I found these women in many different places. NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners, has been a big resource. I was in a BNI chapter for a while and found really good friends there. I have just other women that I've been introduced to throughout the years that I have grown relationships with. So your friends and your family are wonderful, but if they're not also in business, they don't always understand the things that we're going through as entrepreneurs. And so just find those other entrepreneurs to surround yourself with so that you have someone to lean on while you're trying to regrow your business. And then finally, step six is to celebrate your wins. Celebrate all of them. If you sign a new client, celebrate it. If you post on social media and it's not been something that you've been able to do consistently before, celebrate it. Whatever those small wins are, you have to celebrate every single one of them. And I'll get into your feelings and feeling the feelings at a later episode. But just understand that when you are feeling joy, that joy is just going to multiply. So it's really important to celebrate the wins. Even if it's not the win that you are looking for or it's not a huge win, it's still worthy of being celebrated. So to recap, step one, panic. Step two, take inventory. Step three, if you could change something about your business, what would it be? Step four, make a plan. Step five, find your tribe. And step six, celebrate your wins. Now, I'm not saying that if you follow all these steps, your business is going to turn around and it is going to become this great, wonderful success. As we all know, things out of our control happen all the time. And if you are in a situation where you don't have the privilege of being able to restart your business from scratch, don't feel like a failure because the things that are happening right now are things that are out of your control. Even if we're not necessarily talking specifically about coronavirus anymore and you're listening to this episode and something else big and scary has happened and maybe it is your fault, just understand that we're all humans. We all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, we learn from those mistakes. We adjust and we move forward. So I hope that you found this helpful, and I really do believe that there's nothing that can't be fixed. I know that we're all going to come out on the other side of this, and we're going to be much better people for it. So just take this time to take that inventory of your business. If there's something that you're doing that you don't want to be doing, understand that, you know what, you don't have to do it anymore. And I really hope that you will share your thoughts with me about this process. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. Slide into my DMs on Instagram at Jess Bledsoe. And I hope that you'll share this podcast with your friend. And if you loved it, I hope that you'll also consider leaving me a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast at. So thanks again for listening. This concludes episode one of There She Grows. And I cannot wait for you to listen to everything else that I have in store. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to There She Grows. For show notes, resources I talked about in this episode, or links to our free downloads, visit www.thereshegrowspodcast.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.